0: Hello, this is Now Tell Us, and uh, I'd like you to partner with me in spreading this episode the farthest that you can, share it with all your friends, uh, and let them know that we are live, and uh, we are having some great conversation. And please join with us in this conversation, and we are going to be talking about strategic partnerships and you know now tell we always have guests great guests so this is no exception we have a great guest who is coming here shortly his name is known as Phil Pelucha and she he's he's gonna tell us a lot and and because I don't want to waste one more minute because he has a lot to share with us why don't you join me yeah let's partner together and go and meet him how's that yeah to talk about strategic partnership let's see whether this one is here we go Hi, Theo. How are you?
1: I'm great, thank you. I'm blessed. How are you?
0: Yeah, I'm blessed too. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, this is Now Tell
1: Us. (laughs) I love it. We
0: are are honored to have you here because we know that you have got a lot to tell us. Mm, Can we know where you are?
1: Yeah, so I'm just outside Liverpool in the UK.
0: That's beautiful, Liverpool. Ah, when you mention Liverpool, and uh, you know we love... uh, hearing those names, Liverpool, Arsenal, Manchester United. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yes, not the, not the be best a...
1: season for Liverpool so far, but still we've, we've had plenty of things to celebrate. So I'm sure we will again.
0: Yeah. So we, we, we agree with you when you tell us you're blessed. Yes, you really are. Yeah.
1: <laughs> for sure.
0: Yes. And uh, I saw a cup, most awesome dad. <laughs> tell us about that.
1: <laughs> i i did uh, i was gonna say i bought it for myself i didn't it was um i think it was a father's day gift from one of my children so but it's it's probably the biggest cup of tea i've ever had which is great which is why i like it so much i think it's double the no- size of a normal cup
0: uh yeah it looks so it looks uh, it's
1: huge. It, it's like a big yeah. tanker of tea <laughs> it yeah. looks
0: looks like that yes and you mentioned tea uh, when we, we we go to some other places we hear of coffee but then this is in Oh,
1: it's got to be tea
0: and and we are influenced by the english uh, from where i come from i come from kenya and uh, we love tea we love
1: yeah yeah i'm a tea connoisseur in fact i'd probably go so far as to say i'm a tea snob so yeah. if you give me the wrong type of tea, I don't like it. And I will uh, I will let you know. <laughs> um, so, in fact, to the point where my family laugh at me about this, actually. So I'm my wife is from South Africa. So her family are all South African. And ah. whenever I travel anywhere, I take my own tea bags with me because I never like anybody else's. And mm-hmm. they all, everyone's always laughing at me. You're such a snob. How can ah. you take tea bags around the world with you? But wherever I go, I promise you my suitcase will be full of tea bags.
0: I love that. I love that. Now, looking behind you, I see, uh, what is that? Seven, oh, and then there's a nine before. Yeah, so
1: there's Kenny Dalglish, Ian Rush. So, Kenny Dalglish, it's it's two signed jerseys. Kenny Dalglish was Liverpool's, and still is actually Liverpool's all-time greatest ever player. Mm -hmm. uh, Certainly, in my opinion. And then the one on the other side, let me go that way is ian rush he is liverpool's all-time greatest ever score goal scorer and i un- unless something incredible happens i don't think he's ever going to be beaten i think he's going to hold that title forever
0: now it seems uh, apart from being somewhere where sports uh, is very well much uh, appreciated and loved yeah you have a very deep connection with sports tell us about that
1: so i'm an ex-professional player um mm-hmm. so i played uh got professionally until my early 20s and then i got medically retired and then i went into coaching and i hated coaching um i used to say being a coach was being like a recovering alcoholic trying to manage a bar um <laughs> you know i wanted to be on the field i didn't want to be on the side of the field teaching people what to do mm-hmm. um so yeah i like to spend I, I did a little bit of coaching really disliked it left and that was what took me off into the world of business. But the more i've worked in business the more i've kind of been drawn back into sports so one of my businesses today is a sports consultancy working with sports brands all over the world predominantly football i'm um, doing my MBA in football uh, in football business um yeah so fo- football in particular will always have a special place in my heart but sports in general because i think there's a lot you can learn from sports i mean i I often like to say that I introduce business to sports and sports to business because you take the winning mentality from sports and introduce that into business, but then you take the acumen and the money-making opportunities and the and the inju- ingenuity of, of business and bring that into sports, you know, as a winning combination and, and people see them as very separate, but actually having lived in both worlds, I think there's a lot that they can learn from each other.
0: Wow and we are ready to learn quite a lot in this episode because i see you are fully packed with some insight, some inspiration here we are ready to hear
1: good let's do it mhm
0: yeah um now uh, taking business and sports together mm. and joining is it's quite interesting and um uh, now which is your um uh, your most loved uh, moment in life in the, all that line that you've come
1: to? oh wow um you know i think i think if i was to talk about my best moment in life it's it's hard to look beyond my children um Mm. i'm a father of two young two young girls two young daughters um you know being a father has a profound impact on most people i think but you know my life was certainly never the same again after becoming a father everything kind of changes you know you you go from um being almost young and carefree and just kind of wanting to make money and have fun to thinking about much deeper things like legacy and being able to give something to your children and i'd never thought about legacy before i mean I, i was barely giving any thought as to what i would think of me next week never mind what people would think of me next century um so you know and, and if i had money i would spend it that was the thing if I if i had ten dollars in my pocket i'd spend it if i had ten thousand dollars in my pocket i'd spend it if i had ten million dollars in my pocket i'd find a way to spend it right mm-hmm. and then children come along and it suddenly changes your perspective on everything so i think uh personal life wise and if i life in general i think definitely my daughters i think that that's a great place to start um i think business wise Business-wise, it's probably been quite recently actually because I fell sick in 2020, early 2020 with COVID. Mm -hmm. um, And I ended up in a hospital. I had pneumonia for seven months. I developed a problem with my heart so they they didn't know what was happening with that. So I was on heart medication, still am on heart medication for that, um, to try and keep that under control. And before that happened, I was was a self-confessed workaholic, right? I was working six days a week, 15 hours a day easily. very successful business is doing very well but that's all i was all i was was a businessman i mean i ran three successful businesses and that was all i did mm-hmm. now i work two and a half days per week i am off more than i'm in and our businesses have never been more successful they're more profitable they're achieving better results they're hiring more people they're doing more things and i think it's because it really changed my perspective on You know not trying to wear every hat and do everything but instead recognizing what my superpower was so if i may i use the example with my clients of business is a team sport and -hmm. it really doesn't matter how good you are at your position on the field if you're not surrounded by people who are equally as good at what they do you're not going to win a trophy Mm. or worse still if you're the only player on the pitch it doesn't matter how good you are you're going to lose You could be the best striker in the world, but if you're the only person on that field playing against 11 men, you're going to lose. Yeah. Right? I agree, I agree. So business for me came a lot more about, well, how do I focus on my position? How do I focus on the thing that I'm best at and surround myself with, you know, both employees and partners and strategic alliances and what I call NCPs, non-competitive partnerships. So people who work with the same target audience that I do, but deliver a different service or product. Because my attitude became a lot more, you know, I would rather have 50% of a great big pie with a partner than 100% of a very small pie that I'm having to do all by myself. Mm -hmm. Um, Plus, you achieve much better results for people when you're partnered with, here's my superpower. So using sports, using football, if I'm Mm -hmm. a great winger, my game has got even better by working with a striker. Mm -hmm. It's also even better by working with a midfielder who can give me the ball. Right. It's got even better by working with defenders who can keep the goal out of the net, and then there's a great goalkeeper in goal. So now I have a fully fledged squad, partnerships, everything else, and and away we go. And that that for me was a real eye opener. And I think that's probably one of my proudest moments is is waking up one morning, probably within the last 18 months to two years. Looking at my business, realizing how little time I now actually spend in my business, but also seeing how successful it is—not just for me, not just my clients, but for all the people who work for me as well.
0: Hmm. Wow, well, that's cool! And yeah, come to imagine of it like uh, just uh, two months back—that's when you were celebrating the World Cup, and then you yeah. see all these teams go to the field. Not one person, even though they celebrate the striker, they celebrate the captain it's not just a one-man's job. It's, no. it's a collective thing. And when uh, the team wins, we celebrate the team, we celebrate those who scored, but then it can't be without the others.
1: You're so because right.
0: You, you've, we've got to work together to achieve that one goal. So, so I get it. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Now, it's easier said than done. Mm. I know. I know you've been there. I, mm. I'm on. ai have a business getting started, and I want to grow it big. And I can yep. imagine that I can not have a big successful business without assistance. Mm-hmm. Just how do I start bringing uh, in people? Do I bring them all together, uh, like in sport? Do I bring one by one? How do we go? Good about question.
1: This? Yeah, so I think there's a couple of ways of looking at that. Um, mm-hmm. you know, one of the questions I get asked a lot is do I hire somebody or do I try and get the business to a point where I can afford to hire somebody? Like what what should I do? And my answer is always the same, which is well, I always start with partnerships because partnerships I don't have to find money for a salary, I don't have to try and design a role that I don't understand. I mean, using the sports analogy again, if I'm a great winger, What do I know about hiring a goalkeeper? I'm not a good goalkeeper. Mm
0: -hmm. So how
1: am I going to know when I'm hiring a good one? But if I have partnered with a great goalkeeper and now I'm trying to hire somebody, at least I have an idea what that great goalkeeper looks like right so mm-hmm. the partnerships are really a great way they are the lifeblood of business and one of the things that that really surprised me as i got to kind of like the top of my industry was quite how often these partnerships happen i mean mm-hmm. much and i mean this respectfully but much lower down the food chain when you're first getting started you're like i'm just got to do this myself and i can't let my competitors know what i'm doing and you're kind of in this little isolated bubble where you're just only looking at yourself Mm -hmm. People at the top of the industry they're doing deals with each other all the time they're doing partnerships it's 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 so natural you get into a room with great people and the conversation just instantly goes to yeah we should do something together we don't even know what it is we just know that it would be fun to do some work together so we're gonna make a plan and we're gonna do it Mm -hmm. but you don't see that when you first start so you try and struggle and hustle and i mean don't get me wrong i i hate that mentality of the hustle lifestyle that drives me crazy because Mm -hmm. for me rest is probably the most important component of success and it's the one thing that most people are trying to skip they're Mm. trying to work and work and work and work it doesn't work like that i mean Mm. again going back to the sports analogy if you just played the best game of your life the last thing that you should be doing is going and playing another game you're going to get injured rest stop go and ice your legs go and have a shower go and get a massage go and sleep for two days go and do some r and r you know you need to recover You can't just play another game. You can't just play game after game after game after game because Mm. we understand that you're going to pull a muscle. You're going to get injured. You're going to rule yourself out. You're going to burn out, which is the worst, but people don't think about that for their brain and they don't think about that for their heart and their soul. They, they think about that for their body, but they don't recognize that the brain can burn out. Mm. You know, your passion can burn out. Your creativity can burn out. If you don't give yourself time to rest and recover, you're pushing yourself too far. So, couple of things i want people to look at with this so the first one is i use something that i call the four p's and the four p's are purchases partners promoters platforms so i'll explain them purchases it's pretty obvious right someone's gonna become a customer partners in my world we call these ncps so who works with the same target audience that you do but delivers a different service or product because then you can support each other. Then you've mm-hmm. got the promoters, which are people who are your super fans that will introduce you to more of the first two. And then you have platforms, so stages, podcasts, television opportunities, media opportunities, keynote speaking gigs, workshops, networking, etc. cetera, that can introduce you to more of the first three. If you focus your time on meeting your, those four Ps, your business will grow. You will find partnerships. The problem that most people have is they just network blindly. They have mm-hmm. no idea what it is they're trying to do. They just go around and meet people. Mm-hmm. But I always say to people, you know, and, and I'm sure it's the same for you. So let me ask you this question. Do you believe in this statement? It's better to be famous for 50 of the right people than 5 million of the wrong. Do you agree with that mm-hmm. statement? It's better to be famous for 50 of the right people than 5 million of the wrong.
0: Uh, yeah. That's yeah.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. So. You don't want to be Instagram famous. You want 50 of the right people to know who you are. So let me tell Mm -hmm. you an interesting fact about that. Mm -hmm. Every single person I've ever asked has agreed with that statement, no matter what level of business. Everybody. Mm -hmm. Here's the funny part about it. Not one person can tell me who those 50 people are for them. (laughs) So they all recognize that it's better to be famous for 50 of the right people than 5 million of the wrong, but they have no idea who those 50 people are. So if -hmm. you don't know who they are, how are you ever going to meet them? There's no there's no plan there is no strategy it's just well I just hope I will bump into somebody. Well how will you even know if you do? Cuz you don't know what you're looking for right so you've got to get clear on your intention and you've got this is what i talk about when i say stop waiting to be discovered and invite yourself the best way to invite yourself is to know who it is that you want to meet and do business with and go and find those people that's point number one about the four p's point number two is about understanding your superpower so going back to the sports analogy what position do you play because if you don't know how can we start to recruit and build a team around you if you don't know if you're a goalkeeper, a defender, a midfielder, a winger, a striker, you don't know, then how am I supposed to find your teammates? How are you supposed to find your teammates? How is anybody supposed to help you if you don't know? So you said to me, is it better to start with one or is it better to start with the whole team? It's better to start with you because if you don't know who you are, we're screwed. Like, we don't, we, what are we doing? Wow. What, what team are we building if you don't even know what your superpower is?
0: Mm-hmm. So it
1: has to start with you. It has to be what am I the best at? Where where am I happy spending 80% of my time in my business because it's my superpower? It's the thing that makes me special. And quite often, it's the thing that people play down, right? It's the thing that people just go, oh, anyone can do that. It's easy. Well, no, it's easy for you because it's your superpower. It's not easy for somebody else. Mm. That right there is quite often the thing that most people just dismiss. Mm-hmm. They say, oh, no, you know, I, I don't have a superpower. And then you say, well, what about this? You're amazing at this. And they go, oh, that's just easy. And they don't recognize that what they're doing is downplaying their own superpower. That's not the point that you should be saying that's easy and ignoring it. That's mm-hmm. the thing that you should be spending 80% of your time on. And now going out and meeting the four Ps and start building your superhero team or your sports team, whatever analogy it is that you want to use, because now you know what you are. Now mm-hmm. you know that that's your superpower. That's the thing that you need to work on. So now, let, let me use mine as an example. I, I am a fire type personality. Okay. So what that means is very good at sales, very creative, love talking, love building things, great idea person. Let me tell you the downsides to that. can't get me to sit still and love no money. I'm terrible at writing things. If you leave my taxes to me, they will be late. I have loads of ideas that are half open and never finished because Mm. I have this idea. I start working towards it and then I have another idea and then I go over there. So who Mm. did I need to partner with? I needed to partner with action takers and strategic thinkers who take my idea and go and put it into action. I Mm. needed to partner with people who are quiet and methodical and introverted who say, we hate talking to customers we don't want to be on stage what we want is him just to give us his tax receipts and his numbers we'll just do them in the background don't need to talk to anyone don't need to do anything he pays us we save him money in tax tax man's paid on time everyone's happy that's how i build my superhero team but that's because i know what my strength is which is why it has to start with you
0: wow wow that's a track load (laughs) And thank you very much for dropping that. Now, um, let's come here and uh, use a, a little time scenario. Here is Anthony. He loves interviewing people. He Here he is with Phil. Mm-hmm. And he has a podcast. He wants to grow this podcast into a big thing, mm-hmm. a, a, a recognized brand, yep. uh, some uh, making seven figures. Okay. How does Anthony go about it?
1: Okay. The first question I'll ask you is why? Why? There's, why? Easier way, there's easier ways of making seven figures.
0: Why? I'm, I'm waiting to hear these.
1: <laughs> no, know. why? I'm asking. Seriously, why? Why? Like, why do you want to do it? What's the motivation for you?
0: The motivation for me is the motivation that I give to other people, the motivation that my client, uh, my uh, guests give to the listeners of this podcast, because uh, I am committed to helping people become the best version of themselves. Okay. So you
1: me- you've mentioned motivating people and you've mentioned money. Let me ask you a question. If you could make a million downloads this year or a million dollars, which one would you choose? Uh,
0: that's a hard question.
1: Yeah. It's a good question, though. It's a good question.
0: <clears throat> Would you, I can...
1: uh, seriously, I, and think about it logically. Don't just think about the money, because you could think, well, with a million dollars, I could do a load of philanthropic work. I could help a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Or with a million downloads, maybe there was a million people who are half listening and never learned anything. Uh,
0: the, 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 uh, yeah, the, just before you mentioned that, I said, okay, maybe the, the, the million downloads that... Uh, because I've, had, I've registered to some courses that I never went through. So mm-hmm. I mean, if I yeah. have a million downloads, then maybe it's going to be of no use. So if I have yeah. a million dollars mm-hmm. and I could be philanthropic, I could mm-hmm. uh, support uh, other people who uh, wants to start a project and I inspire them more than with just words, but uh, practically. So let me go for the million dollars.
1: Okay. Now, the reason that that's important to know is because they're two different strategies. Because if you want to make a million dollars from your podcast, you need to be interviewing prospective customers, you need to be finding partners to do partnership deals with, you need to be finding stages and platforms to speak on that can introduce you to more of your customers, you need to focus on your podcast, learning and earning. That's it. They're the only two things you're focused on learning and earning. Right? That's how I use our podcast. We make millions of dollars a year in sales from our podcast. We don't sell our advertising. We don't sell the programs on the podcast. We don't uh, charge anybody to listen to the podcast and we don't charge any of our guests. So how do we make millions of dollars? We make millions of dollars by monetizing the relationships that we make because mm-hmm. I would rather meet someone on the podcast and do a 100,000 deal with them as a partner than I would get 100,000 downloads. We get over a million downloads plus each month on our podcast. and I've always said the same thing. I don't care if anybody's listening. Mm. I don't care. This is me having a conversation and I'm learning and earning. And if other people want to come on that journey with me, then that's really clever for them. And I'm really delighted they're here. And don't get me wrong. I love that it's helping their life and their business, but they're not my motivation for doing it. It's the Mm. same when you talk about charity, right? So when you're giving money to charity, you should do it for the love of giving, not for the reaction that comes from other people you know your Absolutely. love of giving is why you're doing this if you were raised in a christian country you know that it's a big part of the religion say with mm-hmm. muslims right mm-hmm. in fact it's one of their pillars of faith charity is a big part of this it doesn't say give money to charity if they're nice to you about it or if they're really grateful it doesn't say yeah. that exactly so so it makes no difference in fact they say the best form of charity is the charity that is done in secret the stuff mm-hmm. that nobody ever knows what it is that you're doing and how it is you're giving back right? Mm-hmm. So why yeah. am I saying this? I'm saying this because I see my podcast on top of the money that we donate as a form of charity. Our mm-hmm. content for our podcast and our television network, which reaches 40 million homes, is my, philanthrop- is my philanthropic work. We do not charge for that content. We are mm-hmm. empowering millions of people's lives through that content. I'm not charging them. But what mm-hmm. I am doing is learning and earning with the people that I meet because if i'm learning something that's going to help me grow my business you better believe the listeners are learning something that's going to help theirs but there's the difference because if you want to get to as many downloads as quickly as possible then the strategy is interviewing influencers that already have a big audience it's bringing people who've already got a load of people to come to the table and talk to you it's Mm -hmm. interviewing instagram models it's it's interviewing twitch streamers it's it's interviewing those people because they already have an audience and the idea is their audience comes, they hear your podcast. Some of them stick around, some of them leave again. But you Mm -hmm. do that every time you bring a guest and your audience grows. The question that I always ask those people is why? What was the point? If the point is to make money, then the strategy needs to be on making money. The strategy needs to be on your business away from here, Anthony. What do you do? Who are the 50 people that if they knew that you existed, it would make your life and your business better? interview those people Mm. that's the difference between those two strategies
0: not a thousand people who don't add up to my goal my vision my dream no
1: otherwise what's the point you just you know look you could always make another dollar you can't make another minute Mm. so right now the thing that you're investing in your podcast is not money it -hmm. is far more valuable than money it's time So if you're investing your time, which you will never get back, your family deserve your time. I don't know what your situation is away from here, but your family deserve your time. Your friends deserve your time. Even when you have children, they deserve your time. Your spouse deserves your time. Your parents deserve your time. Mm -hmm. And you're giving it away. You're Mm. giving it away. And if you're giving that time away, it has to be contributing to something. Otherwise, what's the point? We can all go out there and interview 100 people a year on our podcast that don't mean anything and don't add any value, Well, you've just wasted 100 years of your own life that you're never going to back. Each year, you're going to waste 100 hours. 100 hours a year. Yeah. That's 24 hours in a day, and you're going to waste 100 in a year speaking to the wrong people. That's terrifying
0: really yeah it is it is terrifying and i would i would like to hear from all you uh, who are listening there is this helpful is this something that is making sense to you in whatever it is that you're doing now i believe now for me uh, Mm. it's making a lot of sense coming from philip and with the great experience that he has and everything that he's doing is making a lot of sense so be ready to see some changes in the podcast.
1: Yeah, you should. <laughs> Be
0: ready to see some uh, results uh, somewhere along the line. And thank you to each and every one of you who's commenting. If you have a question, ask Philip when he's here. Ask him. Now, all of you are saying it's great talk. That's a fact. Please prepare a question and ask before Philip goes. So let's, let's keep going. Tell us mm. more. Um, now, so... I start with a partnership, right from word go.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, although having known my strengths, uh, now going even deeper to the situation at hand, uh, that mm-hmm. Anthony has a podcast, he likes interviewing people and talking, and but then he he doesn't like uh, the editing part. Yeah, how do I go to uh, to how go, how do I bring on that partner who is an editor, and how do I? maybe benefit from that in different ways or, or not only po and how does the partner benefit? How's that strategy? Yeah, benefit? I get
1: it. So, so I'll tell you what I did. Um, when I, so my, somebody that's been with me now for, uh, I was going to say six years, I think it's five years actually, He now works for me, but was originally a partner. So how this worked was he had just graduated university in India. He had a master's degree in audio engineering. He's a really shy guy. Doesn't like talking to people. That's not his thing, right? Mm -hmm. So he loves podcasts, but he doesn't want to be a podcast host. And he sure as hell doesn't want to be a podcast guest. That's not what he wants, but he enjoys Mm -hmm. podcasts. So I said to him, look, I see what you've done. I see your qualification. I'm good at this bit, like on this side of the mic. That bit I hate. Right. Mm -hmm. But I'm winning clients from this. And the thing that's slowing me down is that I have to take two days in between these calls to edit it. If Mm -hmm. I didn't have to do any of the editing, I could fit in another two interviews, which means probably another one or two clients. How about I give you a slice of the revenue that comes from the clients from the podcast in return for you doing the editing for me? Mm -hmm. And he went, absolutely because he loves listening to the podcast. Mm -hmm. He's also really great at giving feedback because he hears me so often. He's like, that was a good point. Or what were you talking about there? Like, I've not heard that before. Or this bit, like, why don't we do this? And he's become a great confidant for me, somebody who actually I've now grown a team under. But that Mm -hmm. started as a partnership. That started as an exchange. There was no salary. There was a, look, if I don't make any money from this thing, we don't make any money together. But Mm -hmm. if I can go away and interview prospective clients and partners and that turns into a million dollars worth of revenue, here's 10% of that for you. Take it. Let's go. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So I, I think when it comes down to partnerships, a lot of the time the best approach is just to be completely honest. It is to go to somebody and say, look, what I have is this. I have this platform and I interview people and I'm using it to grow the business. What Mm -hmm. I don't have is this. Right. So Mm -hmm. this is my superpower. This is my weakness. I'm looking for somebody who their superpower is my weakness and their weakness is my superpower. Because together we can create something really special and make a lot of money and have a lot of success together, as well as helping a lot of people in the process. Who's Mm -hmm. up for that? And Mm -hmm. the right people will find you. But I have to stress this, Anthony. I I like this phrase a lot. It doesn't happen by accident. It happens Mm -hmm. by design. So if you don't plan this, if you don't start having these conversations, I was having this conversation about three weeks ago with a client of mine. And they said that they really wanted to bring in this partner into their business and they didn't know where to start. Said, I haven't met anybody yet. I said, well, where have you tried? And they said, well, I mean, I haven't. I mean, I was kind of just hoping I'd bump into somebody at a networking thing. And I was like, that's, that's such a crazy idea. I mean, like to to me, that kind of feels a bit like you know, you're single and you want a relationship, and you're hoping that someone's going to knock on the door at your house and say, hey, do you want to go out? Like, that's not how this works. That's mm-hmm. not how the that's not how you find the love of your life. You've got to be a strategic. You got to plan. You got to get out there. You got to take the right action, right? Take the action, see the results. So, mm-hmm. if you want a partner, and this is exactly what I said to them. Why don't we make a list of the people who you would really like to partner with? Not names, criteria. So what do they look like? How many years of experience? What size business are they operating? What do they know? What do they not know? Let's build that criteria and let's invite 10 people that match that criteria onto your podcast to build a relationship with you. Within three days, they had four offers of a partner and have now picked the one that they want to work with. So they had four to choose from. <clears throat> and the only difference between what they were doing before and what they did after was that they took deliberate action to go and try and find that person. They invited 10 of them onto the podcast and built a relationship with them. And us use another example. If you want to be a keynote speaker in your industry, right? Loads of people, I hear them say this all the time. Why is it always my rivals that get these speaking gigs and these television opportunities? Let yeah. me tell you, there's always one of two reasons. That's it. Just two. You need to learn. Reason number one. They paid someone a lot of money to introduce them, like a publicist, PR, whoever. Number two, they networked strategically to get the introduction. If you're not doing one of those two things, it's never going to be you on that stage. This is what I mean when I say stop waiting to be discovered. That doesn't exist. No one is going to ring you up, Anthony, and say, Anthony, I was really impressed by your podcast. Would you like to come on the USA Today show? That's not how this works. It doesn't work like that. You have to introduce yourself. You have to put yourself at the cool kids table. And if that's not you and you're not taking those actions, you're never going to get there. So here's the thing. Let me give you a great example. Let's say that you want to speak at industry events. So you make a list of 10 events that you would love to speak at. Mm -hmm. and eight to nine months before that event happens you invite the event organizer onto your podcast why because what are they focused on selling sponsorship selling tickets Mm -hmm. that's it maybe exhibition stand but it's always those two things right Mm -hmm. selling sponsorship and exhibition and selling tickets Mm -hmm. so if you invite them onto your podcast for free to give them exposure to try and help them sell more tickets and get more sponsorship they're going to love you and they're going to come on your show because that's exactly what they're trying to do right now Mm -hmm. right but notice how it's law of reciprocity you're giving to them before you get anything back everyone else is take 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 and you're giving first yeah and then at the end of your discussion with them you say i really enjoyed that discussion i'd like to get involved in this event how can i get involved are you more or less likely to be invited as a speaker I than you were likely. sat at home? Absolutely. More likely to
0: be invited. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. I get that. Wow. I, I feel like uh, a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> Good man. <laughs> I feel like a millionaire already. Now, we have a question from one of our viewers.
1: Yeah, far uh,
0: away. Her name, her name is Eve Ngichung. And she's Hi, asking, when it, yeah, when it comes to planning for a partnership, what are the key points to consider? Because mm. as she says, she's tried before and, and it never worked. The most mm. challenging part was how to manage income and that income wasn't much.
1: Yeah, okay. Uh, so Eve, uh, I will answer it and I have a follow-up question as well. If you could type that in the comments so then we can bring that up as well. So when you say it never worked, What do you mean it never worked? It never worked in terms of it never produced any revenue. It never worked in terms of it was kind of like high school where one person does all the work and the other one never does anything. Um, You know, when we did those group projects and there was always that one person that never did any work, you know, does that happen in partnerships? Yeah, sometimes it does. So when you say it didn't work, what do you mean it didn't work? What specifically about the partnership didn't work? And the reason I'm asking that whilst I'm kind of finishing this answer is that, there are different like every like symptoms in the body right depending on what didn't work will give me an idea of what it was that didn't come together for you because there's always a missing ingredient so if we're talking about money so profitability there's a formula that i like to use which is visibility plus credibility equals profitability So if you weren't as profitable as you like, it was because either visibility or credibility was missing. And I'll give you some examples, not just you, Eve, but everybody, I'll give you some examples of what that looks like. So if you are visible, but you are not credible, you're Instagram famous. You're someone who's doing a lot of podcasts. You're speaking on a lot of stages and your income does this. You go on stage, you make money, you go off stage, you no longer make any money, right? And your income is constantly doing this like a giant roller coaster the whole time because you have visibility, but no credibility, which means that when they see you, they buy from you. But when they don't see you, they don't trust you enough to buy from you. Mm. All right. Then there is the credibility piece, which is where most business owners find themselves, which is they're really good at what they do. They get repeat customers, they get referrals, but nobody knows they exist. They are their industry's best kept secret. Nobody is thinking of coming to you because they don't know your name, mm. right? That's what happens when you have a visibility problem. But when you combine those two things together, you make a lot of money. So here's my point about that. If you weren't as profitable as you want, I would spend more time thinking about what it is that's your superpower. Is your superpower the visibility side or the credibility side? Because the partner that you need to go with needs to be a superhero on the other side. So for example, I have business partners of mine who are absolutely phenomenal at the credibility piece. They're great at getting testimonials and social study. They're great at getting reviews and recommendations. Anthony, I'm terrible at this. At one point we had like 300 recommendations on video and they were nowhere except on my computer. I hadn't put them on my website. I hadn't put them anywhere. So nobody knew that they existed. They were just sat there. I didn't do anything with them. That's insane, right? Mm But sure. I am really great on the visibility side. I can generate millions of people, lots of interest, lots of eyes. I like to say for my clients, I am the stage, the microphone and the spotlight. That is the <laughs> bit that I invest at. So when I am partnering somebody, I have to partner with somebody that understands the processes of the credibility side, because Mm. if we can get somebody who is methodical and systems driven and careful and focused and deliberate and combine that with my excitement and energy and creativity, we become incredibly profitable. But if I hired somebody just like me, we would not be profitable. Mm. So you have to make sure that you're hiring somebody who has the superpower where you are weak. Mm.
0: Very well said. Very well said. Yes, Eve. The question has been put to you, and tell us why did it fail? Was it? Was it? Did you not make any money? Did you? Mm. Uh, did someone work more than the other? Did Did you get some tricky situations going on, and then you parted ways? Tell mm. us as we proceed. Now, this is oh, I, I don't know. Now, before we go, we proceed further. Uh, can we know because i know many people would want to connect with you how can people connect with you to get much of what you're telling us here
1: great thank you so uh, i can definitely get in touch with me at billionairesinboxers.com uh you can also come and check out uh my linkedin profile it's a great place in fact let me tell you a secret it's the only social media account that i actually manage myself so if you do want to talk to me rather than someone in my team uh linkedin is a good place to come and play with us um and i also have a quiz actually and i'll give you this um i'll tell you it here and then we'll include it in the show notes as well it's a free quiz um but if you go to www.theunderdogchampion.com www.theunderdogchampion.com you will find a free quiz it will take you about five minutes to complete and it will give you an idea of your personality type what's likely to be your strengths as a superpower. And then also what's likely to be your weakness in regards to those areas that might give you a bit more idea as to who you should and should not be partnering with.
0: Mm, that's cool. So we're going to go there. We, we will target after we are through with the show. We'll target mm. that. Now I think, uh, Eve replied, mm. uh, and uh, this is what she is. Uh, I I think we had not considered those points here. <laughs> yes. She says that you have elaborated very well. She should not con- consider those points that you've just given us now.
1: Yeah, Eve, it happens. Look, and I don't want you to to listen to this and think, oh, my God, Phil's brilliant at getting all these partnerships together. I've worked with really bad partnerships as well. Everything I'm teaching you right now is because I've tried every wrong door before I found the right one. So I'm trying to give you this information so that you can have the business cheat codes. You can stand on the shoulders of giants and go and do these things so you don't have to make the painful mistakes that I've made. And I think As I said to Anthony, one of the big ones here is it doesn't happen by accident. It happens by design. And I think Too often when people are going into a partnership, they're afraid to have the difficult conversation. They're afraid to set our expectations and say, here's what I am bringing to this relationship and what is required of me and what I expect to bring to this. What are your expectations? What are you bringing to this? And how do we hold each other accountable? Because if you don't have that conversation, you can't then introduce it later on. You can't then say to somebody, I don't think you're working hard enough. Well, what what is that based on? You know, you have to say right from the beginning, Anthony, I have said that I am going to interview five prospective clients every single week, and I'm expecting to bring on two or three of those clients. What you have said is that you are going to edit five of these shows so that we can release them, you know, three to four of them a week. Agreed? agree okay so if i turn up next week and i haven't interviewed anybody for two weeks anthony can say to me hey phil you said five a week dude and it's been two weeks and you've not interviewed anybody what are you doing but at the same time i can hold him accountable and say i'm doing my five interviews a week you've not edited anything for two weeks what's going on but if we've not had that conversation at the beginning and i say hey i wanted you to edit five a week and he's going i thought i was going to do one every month like i don't know what's going on we didn't agree this," so. Save yourself the heartache now and have that very open and honest conversation. Yes, find somebody whose superhero fits your superhero. So somebody whose superpower is your weakness and vice versa. But don't be afraid to have the difficult conversation. Don't be afraid to lay out expectations and say, here's what I'm bringing. Here's what you're bringing. Here's why these two things combine together.
0: Wow. Well, thank you very much, uh, Theo. mm so Eve continues to say what I get is that the best idea is picking someone who is able to con- counter in part um, less ex- experienced and then we grow together and make our sales better.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, look, my, people will tell you that you should focus on your weaknesses, right? It's like, you, oh, you've got these weaknesses, you should strengthen them. I completely disagree with that. Completely disagree with that. Mm -hmm. I think that's an old mentality that came from our school days where school taught us that we had to get straight A's across the board. You know, Mm -hmm. if if I got an A star in one subject and failed every other class, I'd be suspended. My parents would be called into the head teacher's office. I'd be in detention. I'd be in trouble all the time. But if I did that in business, if I got an A star in one thing and failed every other, I'm a multimillionaire. Mm millionaire
0: Because wow. <laughs> in
1: business, I being an A star at the thing that I'm best at is what makes me successful. What's, if school was really going to line us up to be a successful entrepreneur, what they should have allowed us to do is take those eight subjects at the beginning of the year, and each person would do two of them, and you would be a team of four. And every person would go and do the two subjects that they were best at. So at the end of the year, you would hand in that collective report card and say straight A's across the board. That prepares you for being an entrepreneur. But you're, if you're absolutely right, finding somebody who is strong in the areas where you are weak is incredibly powerful. But you've also got to look at that the other way, which is they are going to be so grateful for the things that you are great at and so powerful at. So it's not just you getting something, it's them getting something as well. And that's the best part, type of partnership is when both parties can look at the other one and go, I love working with this person because they are strong where I am weak.
0: Wow. I think at some point we're going to change our school system.
1: <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Cause it's, it doesn't work, right? It's not fit for purpose. another great example with that would be, um, you know, if you were in a maths class, for example, and you're mm-hmm. not very good at maths and you turn to your friend who's a maths genius and you say, Hey, what did you get for number two? Right. I'm getting a detention, right? If mm-hmm. I did that in a maths exam, Hey, what did you get for number two? I'm yeah, getting expelled. I... I'm getting kicked out of school. I'm getting kicked out of the exam. Let me tell you something. That in business saves you millions of dollars, hours of time, and is what gets you to the top of your industry. Your ability to turn to the person who is much better at something than you are and say, how did you do this? Is exactly what makes you successful in business. You do not have to reinvent the wheel all the time. It's why every person at every level should have a mentor. I have five mentors. You know, I mentor hundreds of people every single year and I still have people that go, I'm really surprised you have mentors. You're number one in your industry and you help hundreds of people. It's like everybody needs a mentor Mm. because how arrogant is it to say I don't need a mentor? That means I'm the best at everything. That's not true. It's completely arrogant. Yeah. But the reason that I have mentors and I support them and they support me is so that I can go to somebody that I know, like, and trust and say, hey, Anthony, listen, uh, I know you're the best at this. And I- I'm not good at this at all. What did you do to fix this problem? Because it's it's driving me insane. And if there's anything that I'm really good at that you need help with, I'd love to return the favor. And Anthony's going to go. Well, Phil, you know, actually, you got a top 5% podcast, million downloads plus making millions of dollars. That's what I'm trying to do. Like, how did you do that with your podcast? It's like, right. Okay, great. You help me with this bit. I'll help you with that bit. We've just moved, made loads more money, helped a lot more people and saved goodness knows how much time. But in school, we were taught that that was cheating. That in business is innovation and succeeding.
0: Okay, okay, Phil. Here are my notes. I'm not going to hide my paper again. My- <laughs> <laughs> wow, yes. Exactly that's what you are told at school. You're going to hide your paper. Nobody's going to see. Yeah. I'll be cheating now. Yeah. Uh, we've got a very different perspective right now. Mm-hmm. All you viewers, all you listeners, you better go out there and share your notes. And, and, and this is where we got this that uh, first you've got to know yourself mm-hmm. like the philosopher said know thyself was that mm-hmm. Aristotle? know thyself so. <laughs> yes know thyself so once you know thyself then know whom you need to connect with that is uh, more stronger that has more uh, super that has a superpower that is different from you and when you come together that's what well, we are talking about strategic partnerships. Whatever is going to come out of this is what we call synergy in such a way that one plus one is not equals two, but is equals to 11. One mm. plus one, 11. How's that? I love that, man. Wow. So thank you very much, uh, Fio. It, 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 it is seems like it's 20 minutes, but we are almost doubling the time for this. Episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Good. Well, I hope I hope you and your audience have enjoyed it.
0: Oh, really? Uh, no more than just enjoyed. I mean, uh, we are coming out of this fired up for the next phase of our of our dream. Good,
1: because you, you can do it every I, I truly believe that you can do it. And anybody listening to this, do it. The the, the thing that I want everybody to take away from this and to remember is that they need to invite themselves stop waiting to be discovered and invite yourselves because i promise you i am at the top of my industry and i'll tell you the one thing that nobody none of these celebrity entrepreneurs want you to know none of these keynote speakers want you to know none of these tv hosts want you to know they feel just as insecure as you they have just as much imposter syndrome as you and their business is in just as much trouble as yours is the only difference is they didn't let fear stop them they invited themselves so you can do it too
0: can I invite
1: myself to your podcast, please? You should come, brother. Absolutely. We're going to be recording the next season in the summer. So absolutely. I'll give you my email address after this. and get in touch with the team. We'll make a plan.
0: That's beautiful. I'll be there.
1: <laughs> Let's do it.
0: Yes, uh, thank you very much, uh, Philip. It's such an honor that you came to this episode. And uh, we really appreciate it. Thank you very much.
1: You're most very welcome.
0: Yes, as a reminder, because I don't want to I don't want us to take a lot. I know you. He hasn't exhausted himself. So please, as a reminder, every viewer, every listener, go to billionaires in boxers He didn't even tell us what that is. But I, you're gonna go and. <laughs> Why? Let me
1: tell you. Me you? <laughs> um, it was it was a joke. So. Um we got picked up as a global radio station. And then when we got our first uh, international television series, they needed a name for the show mm-hmm. and everything I suggested, they hated like to the point where I was almost banned from naming my own TV show. So I started joking. Like I just started sending jokes and I said, well, how about uh, billionaires in boxes? Because I grow global empires from home and rarely put on pants. <laughs> and they were like, we like that. And I was like, no, it was a joke. And they said, no, we really like it. So we did the whole of season one. Season one was very successful. So now we've rebranded the business So all three of our businesses, the broadcast business, the number one business consultancy in the world and the sports consultancy are all billionaires in boxes and every little bit of it was a joke. It was all a joke. And there's something I find there's something very special about the fact that so many people resonate with the brand. So many people know the brand, but it was still my sense of humor. I find something quite special about that
0: billionaires in boxes now Phil, philip left us with the idea that a joke can become serious
1: oh definitely <laughs> definitely
0: <laughs> definitely wow it's such an honor so go to billionairesinboxers.com and get to connect with philip uh, perucha it's, it's it's been a wonderful episode thank you very much philip we really appreciate it
1: you're most welcome i appreciate you
0: Yes. And we also appreciate you, our viewers, our audience. We, we really love the questions you ask, uh, the sharing. Please remember to share with all your friends this episode because there's a lot that they can gain from it. And because you are helpful to them, they could be helpful to you. You never know. That's part of the strategic partnerships. Let them know there is something good happening these sides. And that's about it for this episode of Now Tell Us. I have been your host, Anthony Morode, and together with Philip Pelucha, we're we'll saying bye for now. Cheers.